Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you from the Quandle Studio right here in central Pennsylvania. Joined, as always, by the the smart, the handsome, the good-looking Chris Martin. How are we doing, Chris? <laughs> John, you always have a great way to make me laugh. I'll tell you, I've been told by my parents that I have a great radio face. So I think that's why podcasts are, are my medium here. Uh, so it's pretty bad when your parents say that. But uh, yeah. hey, John, it's good to see you. And as always, I am so happy to be here on the Building Pay Podcast with my excellent Excellent friend and co-host, John O'Brien, and uh, I am Chris Martin. I am president of Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for people who build things. And uh, today, John, we are talking about a really cool story that affects so many things, not just from the project to the company, you know, back to the corporate headquarters, everywhere. And that's leadership, right? Leadership. Leadership is the talk of the day. That's, like that's exciting. It. Yeah, good stuff. Here. From one leader to another, you know, as the executive director of the KCA, you clearly are the leader in the industry. So, what a better topic kind. for you. Well, You're too you know, kind, sir. You set me up. I got to set yes. you up. So. <laughs> I guess I owe you for that. Now, how much do yeah. I owe you? 20 bucks? Oh. <laughs> you can buy lunch next time. Huh? There you go. No. no, but today we are thrilled. We're excited. And if we had a drum roll, it would be going right now. We're really excited here. We have Elisa Brewer Pratt from Brewer Pratt Solutions LLC. Hello, yes, Elisa. Sir. Woo. Is, the, <laughs> is the love fest over? Is the bromance done? Is this no, no? It's just going to carry done. away the whole way through. Okay, okay. You, you can it. jump in too if you want. You well, can just thank you. Jump. Well, <laughs> thank you for making room. Thank you for having me. Um, I am chief strategist with an association excellence firm. So I work exclusively with nonprofit organizations, many of whom happen to be in the the construction and trade association space. So I think we'll, I'm glad you're willing to go outside your comfort zone and maybe we get out of the construction box a little bit today. But Chris, to your point, leadership is, uh, touches everything we do. It it can make everything we do better or everything we do worse. And uh, I think there's actually a, a really important opportunity in the construction space and those who are building our communities and building our futures to, to get involved and to hone and enhance their leadership skills. Yeah, and and I'll I'll tell you, you know, there's not enough leaders. Even if we have a lot of leaders, we always need more, no matter the industry, whether it's construction, whether it's advertising and marketing, or you know, nonprofit organizations like you deal with. So I think you're you're absolutely right. The the more opportunities that we can help people learn, self improve, and, and grow, all the better. So I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you so much. You know, when I think about leaders in the construction space, I think about, you know, the vice presidents of business development, obviously the owners and, and presidents, um, you know, project managers, the foremen, you know, there are leaders at every different level across the continuum of a project. And, and all of those leaders can get better. Those at a certain level within, within the company and within um, construction organizations uh, have an opportunity to get involved at an even higher level. I think many uh, many are, are probably familiar with chambers of commerce um, and and the model that 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 provides. Um, there are organizations that represent your industry, and there are board tables and committees and task forces around which you can discuss, debate, and contribute 
to the discussions uh, about your industry and and demonstrate yourself as a leader. The, the, the scariest thing about leadership is just starting, is just throwing yourself into the deep end and, and being at the table, being at the table and being willing to contribute to a conversation or, or to ask a question. Absolutely. I like how, how you mentioned Chamber of Commerce and, and, you know, there's other associations. Sometimes when people think leadership, they're only they're only like short sighted thinking about the project or the, the next board meeting or whatever, you know, within their within your company. But I like how you're touching on industry engagement, not just within your own company, but beyond that. So that's that's crucial. Yeah, I don't want to see letters after the name. I don't want yeah. to see certificates and diplomas on the wall. I want someone to live leadership. And, and that's why I, I throw in project managers and foremen and estimators. You know, there, there can be a leader in every role within your company. Everyone can be a leader and everyone has an opportunity to bring leadership traits to the team and to the project. I do believe, given my work with nonprofits, that a leader at every level can hone and improve their leadership skills by getting involved externally. Of course, in your project, that's expected, right? In your own company, that's expected. But you can give more and that impact can be amplified by stepping beyond your company, beyond your project, beyond your immediate scope and and working to improve the outcomes and the the voice of the industry in your community, in your state, federally even. Alyssa, you you brought up something there that I think is pretty interesting, to do more. Can you help our listeners you know, understand that? Can you elaborate a little bit more on, pardon the pun, can you elaborate more on doing more? Well, since you want more, let me give you more. <laughs> Nonprofits are made up of members. Associations are made up of members. In some cases, those members are individuals. In other cases, those, those members are companies being represented by individuals. What they're really looking for is, is your story, is your voice. They want to know what you need. They want to know what you're experiencing as a subject matter expert in that industry, in that trade. They want to know what you're facing. So I think the first thing you can do to do more is just share your voice, whether it's writing a letter to your elected official, whether it's uh, offering to take a survey, whether it's answering the phone when they call and ask you what what you, you need. It's lending your voice and and telling your story, whether that's your story, whether that's your company's story, or whether that's the story of your community. What they really want to hear about is is what you want, what you think, what you need. What do I like that response? Well, it's easy. It's easy. (laughs) I mean, being a leader first stems from having a voice and being brave enough to speak out. And uh, and I I want people who are thinking about getting involved or, or want to know what their own leadership development path may look like, the first step is simply having an opinion and having that voice. You don't, you're not going to rise to the chairman of the chamber, you know, on your first, your first go, you have to, there's a process. And, uh, and I I encourage everyone to get involved, to volunteer, to, to put themselves out there because what you will get in return is so much more than what you will have to put out. And whatever's right for your phase of life. I mean, a lot of us are competing with little leagues and homework and, you know, all of those things. But if you're an early career professional and you can get involved and help provide that perspective to nonprofit organizations that may be looking to craft a more relevant future, they need to hear from you. 
if you're retired or you're you're at a different phase of life where you're not dealing with with kids and families and and all of that then you know give of yourself more heavily of course you know our our families come first our businesses come first but uh you know if you really want to think about the legacy you have in your community and the legacy you can have in your industry getting involved um as as a leader is in a nonprofit organization is is an amazing is an amazing path towards having a real impact definitely when it comes to getting involved, do you have any sort of lessons lessons learned this year or any sort of incidences that, man, maybe you shouldn't have done that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's yeah. always, uh, you know, when, when, you re- when you wake up and say, hey, I want to be a better leader and, and I think I can do more, I think I can learn more, some people over-volunteer. And you may know these people. They say yes to everything. John's waving his hand. He's the Cub Scout leader, the coach. He's volunteering for everything. Who knows how well he's doing at any of these things. But uh, I would encourage you to, to stick within your capacity, to be honest with yourself about your bandwidth, because the worst thing you can do is volunteer and then not show up, to volunteer and then disappoint, or to... Um, maybe in the consulting world and, and, and construction too, you know, we want to, we want to um, over under promise and over deliver. And I would say that's the truth here in, in leadership uh, as well, but uh, organizations. And I think to, you know, the general contractors, to the subcontractors, to the specialty trades, uh, you know, there are so many organizations that once you demonstrate an interest, they will help train you. They will invest in you as a leader, whether it's a boot camp, whether it's bringing in a speaker, whether it's giving you a mentor within the organization, whether it's a peer group of other people at your level. These organizations, these nonprofits will invest in you to help you become a better leader. And that will have a trickle down effect on the type of leader you are with your company and on your job site. Well said. Yeah, I like that. I like what you said. Stick, Stick to your lane. And, and really just kind of focus on what you can do. I think that's fantastic advice. So to, to take that one step further, Alyssa, what, what do you find are, are the biggest challenges to get people to be motivated, to get up? Like you said earlier, you know, just jump in and, and try and start. But what are the biggest obstacles that you see in your, in your line of work? Most often there are two. And interestingly enough, they're tied together. Time and what's in it for me. If there's enough what's in it for me, the time issue becomes mitigated. You know, people will put time into what they care about. They will put time into what has impact and a positive return for them. They don't see value in it if they don't see that they're going to get something back, whether it's accolades, whether it's leadership training, whether it's a seat at the table to make decisions, they're not going to participate. And they'll use time as the excuse. That will always be the excuse. Oh, I don't have enough time. So when they say they don't have time, what they're really saying is what you're offering me or what you're asking of me isn't going to benefit me. We're all selfish animals. That's not, that's not new. That's not science. And in the association and nonprofit volunteer world, you have to give your volunteers almost as much or more than you do your average member, right? Because they're giving the most to you. They're putting the most into it. And what, what are you giving them, both tangible and intangible? I mean, John knows really this. He runs, he runs a board. I mean, you know, when you have volunteer leaders that, that give of themselves and they do the homework and they show up and they, they read, they vote, they, they put themselves out there, you have to, you have to support them in a, in a different way. 
You have to put them on a different type of pedestal. You have to thank them in a, in a consistent and relevant way. And maybe most importantly, you have to show them how much what they do has impact. Saying thank you and a pat on the back, great. Okay, fine. I don't want a certificate. I don't want a gavel. I don't want a chairman's gift. What I want to know is how much my hours this last year or my dollars or the decision that we made as a board, how much that brought change or how many apprentices that brought into the program or how many scholarships that created. Show me what the impact, the return on my actions are. That I think has the greatest resonance uh, or resonates the most for, for, for volunteers and, and sh showing them how much they mean. Agreed. Like, what am I doing this for? You know, right, <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> yeah. You know, something else I've noticed and, and maybe you have as well, and you could comment on it is you have some of these owners that are just high energy, get involved with all these groups and, and then they start pushing their, their PMs and their estimators say, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get involved with this chamber. You gotta go to this associate. You gotta do this. And they, they, they expect everyone else to be as high energy as they are. And it doesn't always work that way. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know, there's, there's a couple different kinds of people. And you, you mentioned the owners specifically, and I think business development professionals have somewhat of that networking hunger and energy, and they're willing to be out there and network and go to all the receptions and the award programs and sit on the committees. Other people approach things differently, or maybe they're a little more introverted and, and these environments aren't where they believe they will thrive. You have to give both current leaders and future leaders, you know, those that are prospective leaders that just need to be developed a little bit, you have to give everyone a unique and, and custom point of entry. Not everyone's going to fit in the same task force or fit on the same fundraising uh, council or, you know, serve in the same way. And I think organizations that are really doing this well and serving their, their volunteers the best create custom, almost micro leadership opportunities. What's a way that you can, what's, what's a way that I can make you shine? You can have impact on the work that we're doing. And, and I can almost give you a baby step towards future leadership, you know, micro, you, micro leadership and micro volunteering opportunities, especially given how busy the world is right now. Those are really key to the associations, the chambers, the nonprofits that are, are succeeding at increasing their engagement with, with their members and their communities. So, so Alyssa, let me ask you this question then. How do you, do you see that there are like age differences? of people that are more supportive or, you know, like young professionals get in and they just want to meet everybody and try to do, to, to just try to understand things. You know, the middle managers, we'll come back to your point earlier. I, no time. Can't do that. Then like the, you know, as they're getting a little bit older in their, in their careers and those things, is there a, a specific age that works best for that leadership role? You know, I don't like putting it into age brackets. You know, that's just kind of another way to stereotype people. I think what we're looking at is a dynamic between is where you are in your life, where you are in your career. In some ways, it may be tied to age. In some ways, it may be tied to the title that you're having. Um, and that's what I that's what I mean by giving people custom opportunities or different entry points into your organization. Uh, it's not all it's not going to be a one size fits all. You're not looking, um, you know, I know chambers and associations and, and even unions and, and, and different groups are looking for a diversity of thought more so than ever these days. And creating the right type of opportunities for leaders and volunteers means that they are open to what you're willing to give. 
Of course, those who may be retired or on, on uh, the verge of retirement may have the most time to give and even the most expertise. But um, I, I very much encourage groups not to schedule all your meetings as happy hours, not to schedule all your meetings as breakfasts, not to schedule all your meetings as lunches, because the people you may benefit the most from hearing from may not have total control over their own schedules. They may not be the decision maker. They may be the foreman or the project manager, um, and, and they may be the ones to help you shape your future. That's a good point. I like that. So yeah, don't put me in an age box. That's what I'm saying. I'm a zennial. I'm I'm a Gen X. You know, I'm kind of in the middle here. I'm a millennial Gen X hybrid, and I speak multiple generation languages. But uh, well, speak away. It sounds great so far. Speak away. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't tell how old Chris is, and I don't want to guess. But uh, yeah, see, I, see, you, now you now you're trying to put me in a box. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not going to guess. I said I'm not going to guess. But I think See, the point there's here that is, radio face. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think the point is that leadership has no age limitation. You can be a leader as a student. You can be a leader as an early career professional. You can be a leader as an apprentice. You can be a leader at any point along the life cycle of construction, the life cycle of any organization or any industry. So wherever you're starting from, Think first about what you're passionate about and the story that you can tell and the, the, the world that you can positively impact. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for your voice. You don't need to go to an organization and say, hey, I'm your expert on XYZ. Here I am. I know everything. They absolutely don't want that. They want people who are willing to give of themselves, have humble confidence, and are willing to both listen and contribute. That's what a leader is. And that leader can look like anything, can be of any age, can be at any place in their career and have a valuable, make a valuable contribution to a nonprofit organization in their community. And we're looking. KCA is always looking for those people. <laughs> That's right. Doors are always open. And, yeah. you know, John, you know, yeah. you have to develop a pipeline. We talked about those micro leadership opportunities and micro volunteering opportunities. Someone's not going to knock on your door and say, hey, I'm ready to be your next chairperson. You know, a farm team. There's a farm team here, and uh, and you you know pipeline whatever you want to call it. Um, but organizations, you know, they want to invest in the right people, the people who show enthusiasm and and competency, and they're willing to see you mature and 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 come to come into your your own as a leader over the course of years before you know hopefully before they throw you into the fire. Um, but, uh, it, it's a process and, and everyone can be a leader and can improve as a leader, no matter where they're, they're, they're coming from. I, I like what you just said too. And you've said it multiple times already in the conversation is, is it's a process. So can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like what, what does that process look like to a certain extent? I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's an evolution here and I'm going to speak to the, the person, not necessarily the organization. First, it starts with that willingness, that curiosity. That, that willingness to get involved and to, to find and lend your voice. And I think you then, uh, you, you experiment. There's no set place for you to volunteer or, uh, and you definitely as a leader don't want to be stuck. You want to try different things. You want to even engage with different organizations. A lot of the, uh, both construction professionals, even owners, you know, they're all, they're members of multiple organizations. They want to experiment, be not only be seen, but contribute in different ways. 
So I would say find your voice, um, explore the options available to you. Uh, you know, take a look at the organizations that are in your space. Who's hosting events? Who's hosting awards? Who puts their names on different programs? Ask your ask your GC. Hey, what members are you? What member are you an organization of? You know, have these conversations. Um, see who's inviting you to happy hours and and uh, you know panel discussions, and 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 consider you know consider what you could bring to the table. But along your journey, remember that uh, no one is going to invest in you as much as you. And whether it's reading, uh, you know, I mean, the uh, the leadership section of the of, of Amazon is is bigger than ever. Uh, business leadership, personal leadership, you know, whatever whatever approach is best for you. These organizations, I think, do spend some money and time on leadership development, and will will help you get to where you want to go. But no one is going to believe in you and invest in you the way you you will of yourself. Um, so I, I hope no leader ever considers their journey done. And, uh, and finds whatever's appropriate for, for themselves. As it relates to the organizations, if you don't have a leadership department, uh, not department, but a, a leadership development program, um, there are you know, organizations like my own and professionals like myself that, um, that help boards and, and volunteer groups become more collaborative, be better leaders, and, uh, and define their, their organization's vision for the future. And, and bring those those visions to fruition. So you don't have to be a leader in a vacuum, in a silo. There are um, entities and professionals that can help bring out the best in you and help you then give back the best to your organization. Yes. And it, it took five years, but KCA is finally launching its Leadership Development Council. And, and I think for the first so many years, I would find myself at a board meeting saying, this is what we need for the, we have to look to the future. This is what we need. And then from that point on, the board members would say, well, we'll find you someone. We'll get you someone. We'll do this. We'll do that. So it was kind of like forcing them. But then the way it turned out was at, at an event, having a few drinks with some members talking and giving some updates on the KCA. And during the conversation, they're like, oh, well, this sounds pretty interesting, you know, and I want to do this. So, so once they hear what you're doing, what your initiatives are and how they fit in, then it just kind of rolls all together. So instead of forcing them. So as an association leader or a nonprofit staff person, if you're telling an inspiring story, you should be asked multiple times a day, Hey, how could I get involved? And you need to have two or three responses prepared, right? Depending on who that person is, what you know of them, where they may be coming from and what you think would resonate the most. What, what's the best return on their investment? Um, you should have a couple res canned responses prepared to to get them involved. Hey, we'd love to have you, you know, spearhead X Y Z. I'd love to just take you to lunch and and listen to hear what what interests you. I'd love to have you speak on this panel. I'd love to, you know whatever it is, and uh, um, you know you you need to be prepared to receive interest and to channel that interest in the right way. And I think we're here today from a similar conversation, probably three, four years ago at a happy hour. I like to stand around with members talking about initiatives, ideas I have. And I made mention that it'd be really cool to have a podcast. And the next day, Chris calls me and said, hey, that comment you made last night, are you serious about that? And my first thought was, oh, geez, what did I say last night? <laughs> Now the, so the, I mean, secret, oh yeah. the secret here is get John drinking. Oh, no, no. Right. There, there's a drinking thing. There's a drinking theme here. But I think most importantly, what, what I hear is you put things out into the universe and they can happen. 
And if, if you are an early career professional, if you are, I, I don't want to say down the chain, but if you are not yet the decision maker at your company and you want to be a better leader, you want to give more to your company, you want to give more to your industry, say something. Tell your boss, tell your supervisor, tell your super, you know, whomever it is, say, you know what, I've been giving thought to my own leadership development and I'd like to get more involved. You know, put that out to the universe and, and see what happens. Um, because people are listening. Chris is probably eavesdropping somewhere and he'll call you the next day. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, just don't be afraid ever. You know, this world is a place where people want to make a difference more than ever. And being a leader, finding your voice and, and contributing to, to your industry, to your community have never been more possible and never been more important. So don't be afraid of the term leader. Everyone has a leader inside of them, and it can begin with very, very small steps. Well, Alyssa, very well said there. And I think it, uh, you know, I'm really glad that you came on and had the chance to speak with us today. And I want to thank you on behalf of uh, the Building PA podcast and our, our all the people that listen. I'm pretty sure that this is going to be a very, a very popular episode. So thank you for joining us and uh, looking forward to having more conversations and a chance to continue to, to learn more from you about leadership and all the fun things that you're doing as well. So absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for having me. I appreciate me, you know, getting to, to jump in and interrupt the bromance just for <laughs> a few minutes. We can go back to it. Okay. Um, and, and oh, we will. we will. Oh, yeah. I'll get out of your way here in a minute. Oh, okay. But uh, no, but thank you so much for having me. And, and I think the important reminder is that whether it's construction, whether it's your family, whether it's the other parts of your life, leadership is is an important muscle to continue to strengthen and to flex and and stretch. Um, it can have a, a great impact in a lot of areas of your life. Amen. Agreed. Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.